Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. In-depth conversations. Matchup breakdown. Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City. With your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. What's up? Episode 7 of Fourth Down in the Steel City. I'm Adam Crowley. He's Colin Dunlap. And guess what we've got for you? A little football between the Steelers and Seattle Seahawks. Colin, you can hardly contain yourself. I can see. I can feel the palpable energy. You, You can feel it. I'm outside. I'm outside on the back deck. That's how excited I am because I'm so... I'm so damn excited about this weather, about this preseason game, about Steeler football being kind of for real, kinda, and uh, we're here. Let's let's freaking go! But I, I'm just I'm beside myself that we're gonna see men in uniform mm-hmm. going up against men in other uniform. Yes, they are not going to be going up against men wearing the same uniform. And people may see if they're watching a video. I guess they're not uh, when they get the video cut out of us later on. I am wearing a Steelers shirt. Do not think that this is me being a fanboy. This is me with my Mitch Trubisky player tee on as a means to stir the pot with one Andrew Filipponi who works on our radio station, 93.7 The Fan. Big move, I think, you could pull tomorrow, Colin. Not just you, but like the general you. Yeah. 70 degrees at kickoff. You open the windows while the game's on. You let a little fall-feeling breeze come through while you're watching the game. Might even feel like an early regular season game then. Do one of those bullhorns? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like that move. like that move. Do you like the move of Mitch Trubisky being the starting quarterback, playing a quarter, and then – us seeing for a little bit longer, maybe than a quarter, Mason Rudolph, and then followed by Kenny Pickett. Do you like the quarterback rotation, Colin? I do. I, I, that gives Mitch Trubisky uh, time to work in with the one, so that's good. That's the it's the goal and the aim here, right? That's been the goal and the aim the whole time. So there you go. That works. Uh, so that's the first part. The second part of all that is then you get to see someone who you may be trading, you may be not, the balance of the workload. And there you go. You get to see him. Uh, the only apprehension I have, but somebody has to draw the short stick, and it's Kenny Pickett getting that opportunity with the third-string guys who are going to stink and maybe getting killed because, you know, third-string linemen stink. Some guy from, you know, wherever, Sacramento State, they even have football. And so somebody like that, and you could potentially get your first round pick killed. That's something I don't want to see, but somebody has to play with those guys. You're right about that. I do find it interesting that Kenny Pickett, when he's looked better in training camp, according to everybody with eyes, is when Kenny Pickett wasn't playing with the third team and getting murdered because the offensive line sucked. And now we're going to see an extended period of time with the bright lights of Akrasher Stadium on him when he is playing behind that third string offensive line. Somebody's got to do it. 
I guess I'm okay with it, but I'm really not expecting a great performance from Kenny Pickett for all the reasons stated above. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm expecting because he's going to have down the liners with him. You right. know, he's going to have that. He's going to have no threat at running back who have no threat. Uh, the tight ends won't be in there. Neither of the tight ends that'll factor in the offensive line. The guys, you know, we're skeptical about the first team, let alone third team guys. But the only saving grace is he'll be going against guys who generally right. won't be all that good. So perhaps that'll help him out some. I do think, though. What you have to do, and let, let's say everybody gets out of this healthy, and gosh, I hope that they do, you have to flip-flop in some way then the second game somehow and manipulate it to where you get to see the quarterbacks all with with the top-end talent at some point. Yes. That has to happen. 100%. You have to, if you're not doing it based on performance right now, which Mike Tomlin has said, this is their plan and it's been their plan through camp and this is their plan right now. If it's not performance based at this point, I don't know that necessarily the next game can be performance based either, Colin. I think you have to thoughtfully rotate those quarterbacks next time too, because if you go based on only performance from this preseason game, well, you're probably going to have to wind up shaking it out the same way again because the first team guy is going to play with the first team, the second team guy is going to play with the second team, and Kenny Pickett's going to play with the third team. You can't do it based on performance then, I don't think. No, you just can't. You can't. I am really interested into how they're going to evaluate each quarterback. And if they're on this – try to follow me here. If they're on a scale against each other or if they're on their own curve, hmm. that is to say if Mitch Trubisky is on a curve against 100, so to speak – uh, Mason Rudolph's on, on that same curve and Kenny Pickett's on a curve where his 80% performance rate would essentially be a hundred. Or if he's competing really against Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph, I don't, I don't know that to be the case. It feels like, it feels like at this point, they've kind of punted on the thought and notion of Kenny Pickett playing, not just in the first game, but even early in this season and it's full on development. It is, the freshman that comes in and you know that there's upperclassmen ahead of you and let's just try to make you better. Like it doesn't feel like there's thought of him playing in the games and forget the first one. I'm talking about like the first five or six. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them with Royal Caribbean. You don't just go to the beach. You visit a private Island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yeah, I think you are right about that. And I would then, in subsequent preseason games, make sure if it's all about development, then give Kenny Pickett an opportunity to play with some players that he may well play with on Sundays at some point, either later on in the season or some of the big-time guys that are going to be his teammates even next year. I don't think you can continue throwing him out there with the third team and expect there to be much development. In fact, in training camp, when he played with the twos, he was significantly better, people said, than he was when he was playing with the threes. And could that be confidence and growth and just getting used to the process? Of course it could be. But I think it's also safe to say that the Steelers, if their first team offensive line's not very good, then your third team offensive line's probably going to suck. I did also want to talk about what Mike Tomlin said regarding the first team rotation, not of quarterbacks, but of everybody else. Right. And 
We'll get to the defense coming up in segment number two of episode seven of fourth down in the Steel City. But the offense, Colin, Mike Tomlin said some of these first teamers, if they need work, they could play more than a quarter. I think the phrase used is they could bleed over into a quarter and maybe our eyes will all bleed if we have to watch this first team offensive line for longer than a quarter here. But I look at this offense and I wonder who wouldn't fit in the category of guys who need snaps to get better. I think probably Najee Harris. And then apart from that, I mean, everyone else for me, they could all probably use the reps. Yeah. Najee Harris, Fryermuth, and Deontay Johnson. Uh, and probably Chase Claypool. Yeah. And then you have various injuries, which will preclude those guys from playing all that much anyway. But other than that, absolutely positively, not just for the sake and the and the thought that they haven't played a lot or they haven't, you know, uh, they're not guys that are established. They might not be guys that were established, such as Mason Cole, guys who are established with this football team. That's another sort of complex part of all of this. Just because you're a veteran or just because you played around the NFL doesn't mean you've played around the Pittsburgh Steelers. And there needs to be an infusion on what is the expectation here or meshing with your teammates here. You know, James Daniels, somebody like that. So it is a tricky balance as to we need work. We have to have to have guys uh, get some run, but we can't overwork them and risk injury. If Najee Harris touches the football in the preseason – I'll be upset. So I'm preparing to be upset because I do think he will. I'm not sure he will in this game against Seattle. He did perform in a practice where they wore pads just a day ago, which was also kind of odd. We didn't talk about this on the morning show, Colin. The fact that Mike Tomlin had his team in pads hitting each other two days before a preseason game is very unorthodox. Of all the time that I can remember having been at St. Vincent College for training camp, and I was there for a month out of my year for six straight years, I don't remember that ever happening. And I'm wondering what that means. Is that an offensive line thing? Is it a defensive line thing? Is he not happy with the development of his team and he figures he needs to get them more snaps before the game? I don't know what it means, but I do know that it's different. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's here's the thing cuz you work from the top down and try to eliminate things. I don't think it's some message sending situation where oh these guys aren't tough enough and I don't like what I've seen from them and we're going to throw it back. I think it might be and you know I was really thinking about this when I saw that and how unorthodox it was. It was almost a an Oklahoma's light kind of thing in terms of how the drills went too. Perhaps it's just an understanding of how limited time you truly have to hit, you know, because then once you come, uh, once you come West, so to speak, and you get to the regular facility and the real practices start, how often do you, do you practice tackling? How often do you hit? How often do you have also, I was thinking about this too. And, And this is a sad state of affairs, but it's the reality in the NFL. How often do you have expendable people that you can go ahead and knock the hell out of? That's true too. And I think that that's probably part of it. You got Johnny down the liner, you know, from Iowa Tech Northeastern that is running the football. And it's okay for, it's okay for, you know, Miles Jack to knock the hell out of him. It it ain't okay for Miles Jack to hit somebody else that's actually going to make the team. You're right. I think that that's a very good point. There's also this, and you touched on it. 
You're only allowed to practice in pads during the regular season 14 times. There's 17 games. There's a bye week. So you're looking at 18 weeks. You don't even get to do that once a week. Right. And Mike Tomlin's working with an offensive line that they ain't played together for longer than this camp. And even still, guys have been in and out, and you're trying to build continuity. I think it's probably mostly about that. It's also a younger team than he's used to. Uh, veteran guys like TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, they're not going to be put through the ringer, but everybody else, you're trying to develop them. So I'm not even saying I dislike it. In fact, I think I'm fully on board with it. It just struck me as odd, something that I don't remember ever having seen. One last thing here on the offense, Colin, and we touched on this earlier, the offensive line, as good as the skill position guys could be, if the offensive line sucks, none of it matters. But I did want to circle back to the quarterbacks really quick. Yeah. I really want Mason Rudolph to go out there and throw like 12 touchdowns and make at least one GM in the league go, that guy's it. That guy can be our backup, please. Like, I don't, I think you go one of two ways if you're rooting for Kenny Pickett to get the two spot, which I am. Either Kenny Pickett performs admirably and Mason Rudolph stinks, or what I just said, and you can make yourself trade bait if you're Mason Rudolph. That's the one I'm looking for because at least then he could turn into an asset. I am just looking at it solely indigenous to Mason Rudolph. I am looking and want Mason Rudolph to perform at one of the two ends of the spectrum. One, be lights out. So potentially he could help this football team. Look, I think Mitch Trubisky's a better quarterback, but I could be wrong. Or two, he is so deplorably awful that you go ahead and you can, you don't need to try to sell it to anybody else that it's just okay to cut him. Or release him, <laughs> even if you don't get anything for him. And then you can move on with a Kenny Pickett era in terms of being the backup. And it doesn't need much ju more justification beyond that. Because you know what would really suck? And you know what the, the worst case scenario really is? It isn't that Mason Rudolph outplays Mitch Trubisky, because then you could still justify Mitch Trubisky and say, hey, look, he was good in the games. Like, he played for the Bears, and the offensive coordinator sucked. it. We're still putting him out there. Right. The worst case scenario is that Kenny Pickett isn't good, and Mason Rudolph's like kind of good and that not spectacular, but kind of good. Like I'm talking six for 11 for, <laughs> you know, 57 yards or something. And you're like, eh, with no interceptions and no touchdowns, but Kenny Pickett's not good at all. Right. That That's the part where if, if Rudolph performs in like a no man's land, he has to perform at one of the two ends of the spectrum. That really helps the Pittsburgh Steelers. Colin, are you yes, okay? Sir. Look behind you. It looks like a cloud may have even scurried its way into the shot. I, oh, you know what? The, it, I'm trying. I'm, I'm seeing that. Wow. I am. This I, might be a top ten Pittsburgh weather day of the year. It might even be on a shorter list than that. All right. It's right now. I think it's seventy four degrees. Oh. Few clouds in the sky. It's beautiful. Low humidity. If someone were to bitch, because we're full of people that, who like to bitch in Western Pennsylvania, what could be their legitimate gripe, if any? Let's talk about that. What, what, what could it be, if any? I walk in from outside, and it's the exact same temperature as my house, and I can't have that. I don't know. I mean, it, it might be the perfect day. This is my perfect day. I don't need it any hotter than this. Any cooler than this? Nope. This is perfect. And for the football game, yeah, 70 degrees at kickoff? I mean, I might, I might buy a ticket and go down. Because I'm, all, I'm trying to think. I always try to put my, my head into the kind of the pessimists of the world. Because I'm not one. Uh, 
you know, the popular belief is wrong. I'm not a pessimist. I'm just a realist. I'm right down the middle. But what would be someone's griping bitch about today? Is 74 too hot? You know what? It might be. Let me just check the UV index. Okay. It might still be yeah. a good sunburn no. day. UV index is like six tops, maybe four, four, four and a half. Over under is 4.8. It's not humid enough, Colin. My plants, they're going to dry out. Okay, there's that. I, I'm searching far and wide for. Yeah, I've really reached here. What uh-huh. do you say we reach for a couple of football topics, too? Let's do Next. it. Next.